Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing. It's Justin Hahnemann, the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas. Today, you guys get to meet some amazing co-founders, Owen and Marie Shea from Brothers Artisan Oil. Yeah, you guys are going to love this brand. I had so much fun digging into it and learning about it, and we're going to explore that today. Guys, I'm hoping you're there. I'm so glad you're on the podcast. Hey, Justin. <laughs> Very happy to be here. Thank you. Thanks for having us. I'm so glad you guys are here. Um, for those who are listening, you'd never know this, but like we hit record a minute ago, and I was like all excited, and we, got, we launched, and then... Owen and Marie were gone, and so <laughs> I'm glad we're all here. <laughs> Very excited to we're talk. Back. No, I'm glad you guys are here. Um, let's do this before we jump into the product and your company and all, which I can't wait to even um, unpack. Um, share a little bit about what the two of you were doing before launching the business, and we will start with Owen. Great. Yeah. So I actually um, was the general manager of a restaurant um, in the heart of Boston, and there I kind of learned to. Um, Work with sales people and just kind of really got to um, have a lot of responsibilities uh, running a company. And I just kind of was drawn to um, starting a small business and um, you know bouncing ideas off customers. Honestly, to find out what would work. I love it. All right, Marie. Um, I was a model, a photographer, and I was working for a genetics nonprofit. So, wow. Lots of visuals and science, which is exactly what you need when getting into the industry. I we totally were, uh, agree. Yeah, I can't even wait. That that's, I've got one of the questions I didn't give you guys ahead of time is I want to talk about like the things you focus on um, between the two of you. We'll do that in a few minutes. So talk about Brothers Artisan Oil. Like, what, where did this idea come from? How did you guys even have this concept? Because it's, it's unique, right? It is. I mean, it kind of started off with uh, the dad beard, honestly. Um, <laughs> Marie and I were... <laughs> expecting our first daughter nova and i decided it was time to grow out my my beard and um just kind of didn't really you know plan for this but i actually brought a, a beard oil home from one of our competitors and uh marie had a bit of a more sensitive nose uh, at the time <laughs> nice. so this isn't gonna work <laughs> so, the figured, dad beard or the oil making... <laughs> was the dad beard not gonna yeah, work with the oil <laughs> I figured if I can make cocktails at a bar, I can I can make some beard oil. So um, we actually started making it in our basement, and yep. I was handing it, handing it out at the bar to you know the regulars and you know sparking up conversations. And you know, it was 2014. A lot of uh, flannel and beards were happening, right. so it kind of was a good time. <laughs> the flannel and beards. Um, so you, but did you guys know you always wanted to have like a consumer product business and this was just the idea that came up or like, you know, how did it originate from, you know, the smell? Like I, I, the reason I say that is like, okay, it doesn't smell good. I might go buy a different kind versus like, Oh, I'm going to go launch my own. You know what I mean? Like how did that develop? Well, Owen kind of is that guy. Even when <laughs> Got it. The home repairs. Anytime I want a contractor, Owen goes, no, I can do that. And the thing is he can. He's wow. just that guy. Um, but when it comes to us, I think we're, sort of those 
spouses that never really get sick of each other. And we wanted to find a way to spend more time together, um, especially with the baby coming, because with the restaurant, um, Owen's hours were really wild. So we figured we wanted to do something creative together. Absolutely. And, um, he was just doing the beard oil for fun, but people started coming back to the bar just for the beard oil. Oh. Not even for drinks. So when you're out selling the alcohol, you right. know you've got something. That's definitely unique. Okay, so you decide um, we're going to try this out. You start putting it together in your basement. Like what what goes into oil? Like I, I is it just oil? I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't know what goes into it. So how do you guys figure that out? Well, you know, oil-based products um, as we learned are definitely easier to, to work with in, um, compared to water just with you know shelf life and you don't have to use preservatives so the initial product is really um, you know fun Maria had some savings from her years of modeling that we took out and we um, we just you know it's, it's basically you know finding the quality oils which we never skipped out on Argan Ahoba are two, two of our main oils we use and we use essential oils so at the time a lot of brands were throwing in synthetic fragrances and we, it doesn't really, it goes in your face. So this product needs to be, you know, subtle. Um, it needs to kind of smell, you know, like a cologne in a way. Um, and we just kind of did trial and error. And honestly, we were just handing out to our friends and, and uh, people at the bar and just, um, you know, what, what it took was you know, buying a batch of ingredients and just experimenting, um, experimenting with packaging um, you know, find the right droppers. So yeah, it was trial and error. Wow. Now well, and a lot of research. I was going to say, what yeah. kind of research um, did you guys have to do? Yeah. Well, so Owen started the research and then I was sort of like, okay, this is my jam. Let me jump in. <laughs> um, but I mean, when you start it, you know, nothing. And then two days into Google and you know, everything. Totally. So there's, um, totally. Important balances between oleic and linoleic acids when it comes to, um, the, the oils that you're putting on your skin. And of course there's lots of um, health benefits from avoiding uh, synthetic fragrances because um, the term fragrance can be used to encompass a large number of um, chemicals that aren't that good for you because Absolutely. it's proprietary. So you, the companies don't have to disclose that on their label. So we figured essential oils only keep everything very transparent and healthy. And um, yeah, I, you know, health, uh, Sorry, natural beauty hadn't really peaked at that point. So it was a little unique of us to be so natural with it. Sure. Um, and I think that that's really what gave us an edge early on. So at what point did it go from making it in the basement to maybe something more commercial? So fast. Yeah. So <laughs> really? About oh my a, God. About a, yeah, about a week. A week? <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> I thought you'd say, oh, about a year later, you know, we got tired of making it. <laughs> a week? <laughs> oh, my God. It moved pretty quickly. What happened was we launched the company, I think, November 2014. It's like a fun little Etsy yeah. thing. Right, like, exactly. You know, yep. And we packed up the bags. My daughter was three days old. Yep. And I drove to Brooklyn, and we did a show um, called American Field. And we actually didn't even shake hands with the person who saw us there, but a member from Birchbox yep. um, emailed us couple days later and said hey we want to put an order for ten thousand so <laughs> we, we ten thousand yes, we got, ten thousand you know we registered as a company and we you know ended up getting a bigger space pretty soon after and 
Right. I mean, thing, yeah. <laughs> it's one thing to make like, you know, 20 or 50 in your basement, but 10,000 yeah. were you guys like, oh my God, we've got to figure this out. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, it was sort of one of those things where it's like, well, we can't say no. Gano, definitely not. Can we say yes? <laughs> can but, you say, oh, that's interesting. I mean, we yeah. Still, uh, we were still printing out labels on, I don't know, like a printer. Was, did we even buy it or did we just find it in our basement? <laughs> um, to waterproof them, we were spraying them with like waterproof spray paint from our local hardware store and hanging them on laundry oh lines in the backyard. I love it. Um, I love it. They were like, do you have a $5 million insurance policy? And Owen said, yes, as I'm Googling. Like, like how, how to, to get insurance. how to get business insurance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So funny. Yeah. Um, wow. That's really cool. Okay, so how did you find like, a, I'll say a co-packer, but someone to manufacture it and then, you know, figure out new labeling and whatnot and, and get the mix right. Because it's one thing for it to feel and smell like you did, you made it in the basement, but it's not always so simple to translate that into more commercial environment. What did you guys find? We kind of, we kind of found a mix. So you've had pretty big spaces over the years and we've hired teams to manufacture in-house. So we do outsource about, 60% of our products. Um, we still pour oils. Um, we have friends in uh, Louisville with um, some, some large machinery um, stuff. So we, we get help there. Um, but, you know, we've done um, third-party fulfillment. We've, you know, have had a lot of growing pains, you know, learning how to deal with that. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a mix. And, and we've, you know, dialed back back on some things. We've taken some things over. Um, sure. You know, for manufacturers that weren't up to our standards. So it's, it's been seven years of kind of find, finding the right mix, um, you know, with fulfillment manufacturing. Right. right? And We're lucky to have a, a deep bench of friends who are willing to help us out in a pinch. So that's really Many cool. times we have called friends who are way overqualified to be <laughs> filling bottles for eight hours right. straight and said, please, Beer and pizza, come help Please. us. And luckily, we have better equipment yeah. to offer that. <laughs> Right. Instead of uh, our older stuff. But that is so funny. I love it. Um, so you got that first order, which was significant, and that really transformed how you're thinking about this, right? And then did you continue to get more orders or like what did that look like over time? How did you start building your brand? You know, it, it was Birchbox was Birchbox was a good starting point. Um, at the time they were leaders in monthly subscription. I think a lot of brands looked up to them at the time and, and still do. Um, but we did get a lot of um wholesale orders from from just being on their website and for the first you know four years it was really word of mouth we would you know do farmers markets we would pack up and drive to la for trade shows you you name it we were all over the place so that's how we kind of approached the first four years kind of targeting on wholesale you know in the ground you know sending people you know, employees everywhere, basically. Um, more recently, we kind of shifted to direct to consumers just because of uh, the currency of the world and, you know, stores kind of opening, closing. So that's been exciting, but it's been really great to learn, um, you know, and ex- just experiencing direct to consumer sales compared sure. to the first four years. Absolutely. Totally get that. Um, and so what does that look like over time? You guys have been at it now for a while. Like, did, did direct-to-consumer pick up with like some marketing and advertising or just people learning about the brand and finding your site? What did that look like? 
Yeah, exactly. We kind of just added um, a marketing team, a PR team, and um, kind of more aggressive on emails. Um, kind of be more, more you know, in front of you. Um, and it's been a huge change. You know, we started doing video ads recently. You know, Facebook, Instagram, also you know, retargeting ads, Google ads. Sure. So, you know, we put a lot into it, um, and that gives us the ability to have a small team. Um, you know, from the day-to-day operations and kind of outsource the stuff that we don't have time for um, with two little kids and, like Marie said, trying to you know spend time with each other and you know <laughs> have a family life that that is you know no, ideal. I, I love it. Now you guys have gotten into some new products, um, not just the oil. So I saw like washes and soaps and things. How have you guys thought about that in terms of I'll say new products? How, did, how have you decided where to go? Well, in the beginning, um, men's grooming was sort of a new concept and we jumped right into that. We have, we had the beard oil and then we very quickly added a beard balm and we sort of rolled with just those two products and the men's grooming label, um, probably a year and a half, maybe two. Um, and then we decided to branch out into gender inclusive products for everyone. Got it. And, um, in the beginning, most people that we talked to about that didn't understand what we were saying, um, didn't think it was a good move. But the few people who who it meant something to said, just stick with it, stick with it. And um, and we're so glad we did because it, it's a message that we can stand behind. You know, all products for all genders. And um, and now that's a, a really big part of who we are. Sure. Yeah, so, I mean, I think that, that category has evolved a lot, right? Yeah, very much. Um, it, it's an important thing for us to feel, to make sure people don't feel like they're pigeonholed and into, into um, any one category. But also, it's just if you once you get past the hurdle of learning how to outsource and learning how to create something natural, and you do all the research of the good the ingredients and the bad ingredients, why would you just keep baking one product? No doubt, you know? no doubt. We want to be everything on the bath itself. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, so uh, that's that's a good segue. I was going to ask, what's next? Like, where are you guys taking your products? And um, like, in terms of either new product categories or extensions, what does that look like? Um, yeah, you know, it's uh, of course as the as the world got a little crazy recently, it's been a little bit harder for us to work on development so much as just trying to exist. Still. Right. Yeah. But um, we do. But now that things have settled out and we're you know we're back in our groove, um, there's been a big outdoorsy shift, right, in the past uh, year and a half. Right. So we're going in that direction too. Um, well, just people spending more time in nature as opposed to crowded places with other people (laughs) it's true we're working (laughs) we're working on a a sunscreen and a bug spray which we've been making bug spray for ourselves this entire time but it seems silly not to market that now that we um move to the south and now we really know that bug spray works yeah especially if you can mix it in with or mix some of the sunscreen in with like other things i think that could be interesting um Wow. Really, really cool. I, I, one of the things I wanted to ask you is how do you guys split up the responsibilities? In other words, when you started this and even as, as it's evolved, are one of you the best at, like, for example, the creative, the marketing, the advertising, the whatever, that kind of channel versus the numbers and the process and the operations like or not? Do you guys, how does that look for you guys? I think, you know, we, we've had a team of, you know, five people. Now it's just Marie and I um, and one employee. But yeah, it took a while to figure that out. So there's a lot of, um, you know, sharing of, you know, responsibilities that we just found out that over time it didn't 
really works. So we kind of did divide it up. I kind of focus on account management, um, right now customer service, but we kind of bounce that back and forth. Um, you know, kind of, you know, the books, the website sales, um, you know, managing our manufacturing partners and Marie focuses on photography. What other hats do you wear? Um, I used to do supplier relations and stuff, but now it's more um, long-term product development. Got you it. know, like, like any um, family in the pandemic, uh, one person takes over more of the childcare. So right. <laughs> um, that's me. Owen's been amazing. He does all of the day-to-day things. He keeps everything running. Wow. Um, and because I can't rely on having a particular amount of time every day, um, he's really kept us afloat, which has been great. And I've been able to tackle long-term projects right. you know, that I can do in all in moments. Love that. But, um, and one of the really cool things though, that we have launched um, during the pandemic actually is our CBD collaboration. Ah, so very cool. That. Talk about that. Be right. Yeah, of course. We were approached uh, early, I guess late last year, maybe, maybe last summer. Um, all time has no meaning. <laughs> yeah. Last summer. <laughs> right. It's so true. <laughs> A new company um, out of Louisville called Applied Botanics, and they have a, I think, 40-acre CBD farm, um, 20, minutes, 20 minutes out of the city, and they've been doing some really, you know, groundbreaking stuff with uh, CBD isolate in the way they um, can add it to you know, tinctures, gummies. We recently. Um, well, a lot of people are doing CBD right yeah. now, but they really take it to the next level with their technology Got it. Um, and their patent, which is what made us decide to partner with them. Because, I mean, how many times have you heard CBD in just the past week? It is taking off level. across uh, my industries, especially like food, beverage, cosmetics. I mean, yeah. it's really starting to see more integration for sure. So, yeah, we, we kind of waited to, to see how it panned out over the years. And, you know, we had this opportunity so we're, we have everything launched, uh, not made, not it's not launched yet, but it's a 750 milligram CBD grooming oil, and wow. it's going to be priced just a little bit higher than our normal one. Has the same award-winning recipe. Um, the scent is spruce and cedar, so it's, it's so a really good, good scent. Right. And wow. We're hoping to launch two two pomades, uh, non-CBD pomades, um, before the holiday. That's awesome. I love that. Well, and it's right around the corner, right? Um, I was yeah. that's, that's right here. I'd I love to ask our, our guests, you know, for some lessons learned. You guys have been at this a couple of years. I mean, you've gone beyond the, you know, the basement and into stores and now we're direct to consumer. You've launched new brands or extensions into other areas. You've, you know, got more in front of you, got lots of runway. Um, I want to ask each of you guys, like, what advice would you share or your biggest lessons learned from the, you know, the last couple of years that you'd share with our audience? And I'll start with Marie. Um, well, I'm hesitant to say this, but, um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I feel like you just really have to run yourself into the ground for a little while and know that if you just give it everything and really stick to your guns on your original message, it, it, it succeeds. I think that we've had a lot of points where people have sort of questioned our, our direction, sort of. Like a lot of times people have said, well, if you were just a little less natural, your profit margin would be natural. so much bigger. That's a weird. little less natural. Oh, yeah, that, was, that is one of the things we hear most frequently because it's extremely expensive to preserve things naturally. Um, oh, interesting. Uh, 
And we always try and stay one step ahead of the, the current hot, bad ingredients. Um, so even if something is mostly safe, we just avoid it. And that gets, it just gets so expensive. And I think for a while we were really losing a ton of our profits to this commitment to being natural and um, ethical in our sources. But, um, you know, it's, it's scary to give big financial advice. Right. To public, totally. Totally. Spend all your money. It'll be fine. <laughs> but um, it really was uh, wow. for us. And that ultimately is what gave people the, the trust that, Got it. Oh, I love that. All right, over to you, Owen. Yeah, I was just thinking when you know your your company's growing and you're outsourcing, um, you know, manufacturing fulfillment, um, you know, marketing, PR. I just it's like hiring an employee. It's like inviting someone into your family, and just do your research. You know, when you go to trade shows, ask the you know find the five best companies there that seem like they know what they're doing, and ask ask what how they're doing it. Ask who they're using. Um, you know, ask them if they've heard, you know, anything good or bad about the company you're trying to work with. So just, you know, find like-minded people and, you know, don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, because if you get into a, a hole where you're investing a lot of money or product or even time and it ends up, you know, biting you, you, you want to, you want to have done your research because sure. it will cost you a lot of time, a lot of money a lot of headaches. <laughs> no doubt about that. I think that's some awesome advice. Um, listen, f- uh, last but not least, share with our audience where they can find you, connect with you, buy your products, etc. Yeah, brothersartisanola.com is um, the best place to, to buy our products. You know, we're, we'll answer your customer service questions. Um, my cell phone's on the website. Feel free to call me. Um, any questions at all. And yeah, that's probably the best place right now. Awesome. Yeah. I appreciate you guys being here. Owen and Marie, I, I, I'm excited for you guys. I think you have a really unique product and brand and a unique category that's growing and evolving. And uh, we would love to have you back on down the road to share more of your stories with us. And uh, more than anything, just thanks for making the time today. Thank you, Justin. Thank, thank you. Thank you for making the time as well. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional ContenderCast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderCast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.